Hey everyone, and welcome to the third official episode of Disciples Quest. I'm William. I'm Emily. And I'm Justin. <laughs> and we're coming at you guys today from a bright and beautiful summery day from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Just kidding. It's minus 57,000 degrees. And we're excited to get to uh, somewhere in Ephesians, wherever it is that we are. Emily, where are we? Today, we'll be discussing Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 10. Make sure to check out our website. It's up and running. We put a lot of hard work into it. Check out the blog. Emily does that. It comes out every Wednesday. Uh, this podcast comes out every Saturday morning at 12 a.m. Uh, we're on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. Awesome. Sounds good. So the first section of my Bible uh, is labeled Made Alive in Christ. Emily, did you want to read that section? It's from verse... Yours is called Made Alive in Christ. Mm-hmm. Mine's by grace through faith. No, <laughs> wow, fancy. Mine's... Uh, so it'd be from verse 1 to 10. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers of the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth and of grace and kindness towards us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things that we have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Good stuff. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live, when you followed the ways of the world, and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. So what do you think they're getting at? I mean, obviously the Bible is very poetic. But what do you think they're getting at when they say, and the ruler of the kingdom of the air? Does your does your Bible say that? Which verse? One? Two. Mine says obeying the devil. Hmm. Okay. Mine says the prince of the power of the air. Okay, so, and that's the King James Version? New King James, yeah. So I wonder if that's a more accurate translation. So it's probably just a cultural difference. I probably shouldn't spend too much time on it. Yeah, so it's probably like, you know how when they put, um, I mean, I don't know this for sure, but so the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work, and and all those who are disobedient. So it verifies right here, or at least Paul is saying right here, that the devil is in fact interacting with the world. He is at work with everyone who is disobedient. And it's interesting how it talks about, like, how we have a sinful nature. So by our very nature, Hmm. like, what do you think about that? In verse 3, all of us who lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings. (laughs) What is it? Cravings. The cravings. All of us who, it actually does say that. All of us who lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of the flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. 
So here we go. Cravings of the flesh. This plays into the whole thing about um, everyone, every human being having innate desires, innate sinful nature. Mm-hmm. So there is this thought in biblical theology. It's not exactly in the Bible per se. The seven deadly sins. That the specific list, the seven deadly sins itself is not in the Bible, but they talk about each, the Bible talks about each of these sins. So, so the seven deadly sins are pride, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, and sloth. If I had to add one more, I would say fear. And not that fear itself is a sin, but it's one of the the cravings. It's one of the uh, innate desires that we have in us. And we Mine can say lusts of the flesh instead of cravings. Hmm. That works too. I mean, they're just different ways of wearing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about fear some other time, actually. I don't need to get into why. Well, sorry, what was the last one you said? Sin. It's not like you said sloth. It is sloth. That yeah, means sloth. laziness. Laziness, yeah. I've never heard it described like that. Hmm. Ever. The more you know. <laughs> Interesting. And sloth. So these cravings of the flesh are, as it says here, nature deserving a wrath. So it's in our nature. We have all these different innate desires, but God gave us a free will to choose over our desires. And so when you hear people say, um, it wasn't my fault, you know, I didn't, I lost control of myself. I lost control. Unless you have a mental illness of some kind, like schizophrenia that caused you to lose control or whatever, that's not true. You had control. You just gave in to those desires. You gave in to your, the whims of your nature. sinful nature. And so something that Justin was saying earlier in this episode, talking about, you know, feeding into parts of your human nature that you shouldn't be feeding into, basically. There are parts of your nature that you can feed into, mm-hmm. um, such as charitableness and things like that. But But is that natural to us? I don't know, actually. To be charitable? I don't know if it is. Maybe that was given to us I by God. But if God selfish. gave that to us... Okay, well, that's an interesting conversation we could have. Mm-hmm. If God gave that to us, like, if we're, were we charitable in the Garden of Eden, then wouldn't that be natural? Were we charitable in the Garden of Eden? <laughs> she wanted to share mm. the knowledge with him. <laughs> She's like, here, try this apple. Yeah. <laughs> I guess in a way. <laughs> is that her being charitable? <laughs> yeah, I guess in a way. She was charitable. So, so thinking about that sinful nature, the only thing that can really combat that is bringing all of that sin to God. And Jesus died for that sin to be um, absolved from us. Mm-hmm. So we can um, look to him for guidance using the fruits of the spirit, using all the tools that we find in the Bible and in a relationship with Christ to overcome things that happen just from the nature of self. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is how I, I, that's a really good point. Like, if I think about how I was when I wasn't exactly following Christ in the ways I should have in my life, I was going off my own desires, which were mm-hmm. inherently sinful. Because I was like, you know what? I believe in God and I know God, but you know, in this scenario, I think I'm just going to do what I want and I'm going to do what I think is right. And it always ended in me sinning every single time because of this exact verse, what it's pointing out. Um, it's saying that. Um, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by the nature children of wrath, just as others. But, and this is where it gets better, right? But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. And that's really powerful. Uh, here's a... Like a really interesting thing to remember too is like when we accept Christ it's it's not that we were bad people before and now we're good people because we have Christ like this says he didn't come to make bad people good he came to make dead people live 
That's the difference. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. What does your version say, Justin? That one sounds a bit weird for me. I mean, it's the NIV. I shouldn't be saying anything. But. And raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Almost the exact same thing. Together. Mm. Together forever. Yeah. Not much to say on that. Hmm. So Yeah. And go to seven. Mm-hmm. Sure. In order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to Christ, to us in Christ Jesus. So he displays his surpassing riches and grace throughout the ages because he has raised us up with Christ. In order for his riches and grace to excel, God needs us to receive these gifts and actually do something with them. Mm-hmm. So they're not just riches. They're not nothing. Like, yeah. we need to actually use them. Like, you know? Yeah, and aren't are we so blessed to have his exceeding grace? Like, that's what mine says. I like that. This is that he came that he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, he can forgive us once or twice. And for those really harsh sins, it might be a little bit harder for him to forgive us. Nope. He will always forgive. And I think, like I said in the last podcast, it's hard for me to forgive myself at times. Um, because of the impact of some of these sins that I might have have caused and done, but uh, and even with humans, right? Uh, I apologize to my parents for things I've done and people that I know. And some sins have had bigger impacts than others. And it's we're not always wanting to forgive people for certain things that they do, but God's grace is it exceeds any other form of grace that we mm-hmm. can think of, and it's never ending. It's it's all knowing. It's all fulfilling at all times, and. Man, it gives me comfort. And this, once again, we'll get more into other religions another time. But man, that's, once again, makes Christianity so unique. And it's so comforting in the fact that I know that I am forgiven for the things that I have done, that God's grace fills all these things I've done. And uh, I can leave it in the past. I've learned from those. You have to learn from it too, though, right? Like we, I think we mentioned on the last podcast about grace is that you can't just sin, ask God for forgiveness, and then do it again, ask God for forgiveness. You need to change your heart as well, and you need to move on. But great, God's grace is always going to be there. Absolutely, and more to that point. Um, and yours uses the adjective exceeding, and mine uses the adjective incomparable. And it's like, yeah, that's... So back to the point that I was making on the last podcast, I was talking a bit about some friends that have had trouble with Christianity in the past because they're like, what, you can forgive anyone? He shows grace to anyone? Well, how could, you know, he show grace to that guy? That doesn't seem right. It seems immoral to show grace to that guy. And that's why it's hard to fathom it because his grace is is incomparable. It can't compare to anyone else. And that's why it's hard because for us, we can only fathom a certain amount of grace. And it's like, well, this is how much we're capable of. And God is capable of so much more. Mm -hmm. So it's incomparable. And that's why we can't understand it. We're also using our earthly bodies to try to like scale who deserves mercy and who doesn't. Oh, this, this guy. Oh yeah. He, his sin wasn't that bad. Oh, this person. Why would you forgive that? That's unacceptable. Cause hi, I'm, I'm God apparently. And I, I know who deserves grace and who doesn't. It's like, but every single human being is a child of God and he wants them to know him and he's offering them grace. He's offering them this gift of salvation and And he wants to see them. He wants, sorry, he wants them to see his grace and he wants them to accept it. How could he do that 
if he puts a limit on his grace. Oh, my grace will reach most people, but you know what? There are certain sins that are just never forgivable, and uh, you won't ever be able to see the riches of my glory. I, I don't know if I'd want to believe in a God like that. Because God's grace exceeds all knowledge of any other form of grace is another strong form, another, sorry, because of the fact that God's grace goes above any other form of grace is another strong reason why God's cool. <laughs> and he offers that grace to everyone. So it doesn't matter what they did, who they are, it's for everyone. And if you don't think that this person deserves grace or that it's immoral to show them grace, it's immoral to forgive them and have them enter the kingdom of heaven, do you trust? We see things, we see everything for our own perception, but our perception is muddied by our bias and our emotions, and God is objective. So do you trust us for all imperfections the Bible has just listed? And by the way, everyone knows that they have to a certain degree and extent, even atheists. Or do you trust a higher power that's completely objective and free from all that bias and emotion? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And the next verse. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. Interesting how it says not of works. Once again, putting Christianity apart from these other religions that say it is of your works. Um, that once again, like, well, did your good deeds outweigh your bad deeds in the end? Did it's like no it's not about that it's about our hearts did our hearts change did we walk with god our entire lives now it's a whole nother podcast will be about whether or not once saved always saved that'll be a really uh, interesting topic to get into one day but yeah how how amazing is that it's kind of going right into what we were just talking about right that God's grace is a gift that he gave free to us. All we have to do is accept it. And like William, you were just uh, actually saying just off the podcast there about the man on the cross, how he showed him forgiveness. Yeah, and I'm not going to beat the dead horse. Like I've already mentioned that our works are important. Our heart is important. The serial killer can't continue to kill and Stu claimed to be a Christian if he hasn't repented. But at the same time, that's not the very mechanism that grants you salvation. So that like a thief on the cross, he didn't have time to do any good works, but he did have time to repent and have a change of heart. And so God granted him that gift. And it says not by works so that no one can boast. That's important. Uh, I guess it's drawing attention to, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there at the time and plenty of people today that would say that, oh, you know, God loves me more. He is going to grant me a bigger reward because I did more stuff. Look at me. I'm amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm rich. I'm a philanthropist. Read that in. Philanthropist. Oh. That's the word. I didn't go to university. I'm sorry. It's okay. He was homeschooled. I'm homeschooled. Don't homeschool your kids. Kidding. Depends. Never mind. You should do that. Yeah, do it. So it's like people that focus on their work sometimes can become prideful in that it's like who they are is like the good works and not thinking about like why are they doing the good works like what does it actually mean it can become like a sinful thing in itself mm -hmm. for we are his workmanship created in christ jesus for good works which god prepared beforehand that we should walk in them mm -hmm. wow yeah it's like god has prepared the way for you all you have to do is just step onto that path of faith and you know go it could also be taken in two ways 
Um, but oh well, first to start, yours is workmanship, mine is handiwork, same thing. Mm-hmm. But it's basically saying that yeah, we're crafted by God. like he. Well, he needed. We are his artwork, I guess. We are. We were knit together mm-hmm. in our mother's womb. Exactly. And while we were in his womb, he knew craft. us. Mm-hmm. Creating Christ Jesus to do good works, which prepared in advance for us to do. So, um, that could be taken in two ways. I made notes on both of them, but it could be taken as in like he prepared good works for us to do, you know, before we were born that he had plans for us to do, whether we choose to accept those good works or we choose to follow him is up to us. But the other way it could be taken is that, okay, well, I'm just going to start rambling and this doesn't make any sense. It made more sense at the time. Then you can stop me. But the other way that it could possibly be taken is that I'm going to have to stop you there. Okay. Fair enough. Is he talking about that or is he talking about in the Garden of Eden when he prepared for us to be good in advance all the way going back to then and then we sinned and caused this big mess and huh? never mind. Right. It didn't make any sense. It made sense at the time. Don't worry about it. Okay. So because we are in Christ, he gives us a desire to actually do those good works because <laughs> the more you follow Christ, the more you're a disciple, the more you're actually going to want to do the good works for actually the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Not because you feel like you have to, mm-hmm. right? But, well, I want to walk with Christ, and it's more of a desire to want to please God instead of trying to just do it to please yourself. I mean, I'm sure that there are many people that do donate to charities and stuff because they think it's the right thing to do. I think a lot of corporations will give because of wrong reasons. Like, well, it's not taxed, and... uh Optics. Well, I guess we yeah, optics, right? Like, oh, well, I guess we should do this not because I want to, but I think we have to. Or even like millionaire basketball players. Well, I guess I'll donate to like I don't know fifty thousand dollars of my ten million dollar salary this year to some charity because it's something that I should do. My agents su- suggesting that I should do that. Where it's like, once again, God looks at our heart, and are we doing this for our own self gratification, or are we doing this because we think it pleases God? And I think that's where it matters is is our heart behind it, is our intentions. I'm doing this because I know it pleases God. And I think that's important. I think that's what we need to remember because it says um, that we should walk in them. And the way it says God repaired it in advance, it's like going back again to thinking about how he chose us. He prepares the way. Yeah, I guess it's just another reference to the whole God has a plan for our lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Well... So that's Ephesians 2, part one. Yes. Uh, That was really awesome. I think I pulled, once again, like William said in that first episode, pulled more out of that than I ever have before. Mm -hmm. I'm really glad. I'm glad that we're doing this. Once again, guys, uh, we do have a website out now, disciplesquest.net. That blog comes out every Wednesday. If you feel like you want to support us in our ministry, we do have a Patreon. You can even start with that tier one, uh, $3.00. If you feel like it, we should just um, be those people that put a bunch of like Bible verses in the description of the Patreon, all about giving the charity. I've seen a lot of those. Oh no, guilt them into it. Mwahaha. Yeah. So thank you guys uh, for joining us in this episode, learning about Ephesians. We're definitely going to take off uh, the second part of Ephesians two in the next episode, and we are going to end with a prayer from Emily. God, um, thank you that we're able to meet and talk about you. Um, I ask that you help us and everyone listening to this podcast to have strong faith in you 
and to have the spiritual blessings that you give us and actually use them. Um, thank you, God, for your spiritual wisdom and insight. Help us to grow. Help our hearts to um, be flooded with your light and so that we can understand the confident hope that you've given to us. Um, thank you for your riches and your inheritance. Thank you that you're always with us. God, we love you. Please help us to um, seek you more throughout this week and give us hearts that um, want to actually do good for your kingdom. Amen. That's all for today. Share this podcast, subscribe, comment, leave a review if you can. And once again, check out our website, check out all our social media. We're really excited about it. We put out a lot of work to it. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye for now. Bye. Bye.